Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome back to Unbothered. Your host, Josh, here. Today, we'll be talking about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, talked about him yesterday, but now that he's officially out for the rest of the season, ruled out by Robert Sala, I react to that, get into that whole ordeal. Then, CJ Stroud unlikely to play on Sunday. Big loss for them. Austin Eckler aiming to prove himself. Florida State mulling, changing their conference, switching out of the ACC. And how do I think the playoffs are going to finish NFL? Looking forward to it. Let's get into Aaron Rodgers uh, in this whole ordeal in Shenan again. So yesterday, did my podcast early in the morning. After, on Monday, uh, Robert Sala saying that, hey, if, you know, he didn't say if, but he said Aaron Rodgers wants to play. He 100% wants to play. And yesterday I thought, I don't know about that, considering he did say on the McAfee show a few weeks ago that he only wants to play if there's in the playoff spot. It makes sense for that. So then Aaron Rodgers, you know, after my podcast, of course, dropped, that Aaron Rodgers said that uh, he's not coming back this year. It doesn't make sense. You know, he's not 100% and wouldn't even be 100% till the end of the season. So, again, why would Aaron? Why would Robert Sala say he wants to play, and then Aaron Rodgers say yesterday, "Yeah, uh, I don't really uh, want to play. I'm not 100. percent Wasn't even going to be at 100 any time this year." Uh, to me, both sides don't look good. I don't. You know, I was rooting for Aaron Rodgers for this whole thing, but Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if it's, you know, a late end of year fog where he gets weirder end of year when it gets cooler, colder outside. Uh, but that's just typical old Aaron Rodgers. Should have just kept his mouth shut because then another weird thing happened today. The Jets officially activated him off IR, uh, which means he takes off a roster spot. And Robert Sala said, no, no, he's not playing, just going to be practicing. So he activated off IR to practice. And then Aaron Rodgers, I mean, talked about the fear of re-rupturing the Achilles, which again is always a fear. So uh, just a weird timeline of events here where a couple weeks ago we had Aaron Rodgers say, yeah, I'm not going to play if playoffs aren't a thing. They get eliminated from the playoffs Sunday after the loss to Miami. Monday, Robert Sala says that Aaron Rodgers does want to play. Tuesday, Aaron Rodgers says, no, I'm not playing. And then today, he's activated off of IR to practice, and he could play. But again, he's not playing uh, confirmed by both Aaron Rodgers and Robert Sala. So just a, to me, weird timeline of events here with the Jets, it's to me, I hate to use this word because it's reserved for bad franchises, but the Jets being a franchi- bad franchise and having a playoff drought since, you know, for 13 years, you, you, get, you fit the bill of this, and that's a clown franchise. It looks like a circus show over there. It does. Um, looks like a circus. Don't like the mixed signals. Aaron Rodgers still saying he believes in Hack and uh, Sala and Woody Johns. It's like... It's just too much coming from a judge. From a team that's 5-9 and nine is a bad NFL team, just stay quiet. Please stay quiet. There's nothing you can do 
positive. Yes, look to next year. And Roger said there's, you know, things they need to address and upgrade next year. He's talked about Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson being two superstar players, but there's pieces they need to upgrade. Yes, is the offensive line the biggest one? Obviously. So, total weirdness coming from New York. Uh, total damper to the season, which had high, lofty expectations. And they're not completing it. It's it's done. It's over for them. Um, season shot. So, uh, we'll see from there. But the season's over. Um, again, like I said, offensive line is a big concern. Major need to address. Uh, I think with their record, I think they'll lose out. Uh, 5-12, and 12, you can get maybe Olu... Uh, uh, I forget his last name, my bad, from Penn State. Great tackle out of Penn State. And then Joe Walt, uh, left tackle from Notre Dame. So there'll be options. Those are one of the two guys you're going to have to draft. Forget quarterback, receiver. Uh, you're going to have to strengthen this offensive line. So we'll see how it goes. But again, just weird. Hopefully this is the last news of the Jets we hear until free agency um, and players resigning in February, March, all that. Really don't want to hear about anything they say um, until then. Next, C.J. Stroud. So C.J. Stroud is unlikely to play this Sunday. Uh, to me, that's you know big loss for them still. Um, they were able to escape Tennessee with the win. Uh, Case Keenum is a backup in overtime this past Sunday. But this is a much more difficult test. Uh, this is not your Tennessee Titans where they just have a bad offensive line and you're able to rank up six sacks on them. Much, much different team here. Um, they're going against the Cleveland Browns, so much better defense than the Tennessee Titans that Case Keenum will be facing. And to me, a better offense, Kevin Stefanski, an offensive-minded coach, Joe Flacco, uh, balling out. So this, to me, is potentially a bigger uh, deal for them because of the opponent that they're playing. And they need C.J. Stroud to come back. Uh, For him, it would be good to come back this week. They do play the Titans again next week, again after a performance I just saw on Sunday. I believe Case Keenum could win, but this is one you need, Deshaun, because uh, you're going to need to get um, a uh, opportunity uh, for the last game of the playoffs, and I'll talk about this more later. But Texans-Colts could end up being for the seventh seed at the end of the year. I really could see that, so I think a win is necessary um, for this team. Uh, I think they do have to get the win uh, this Sunday uh, and stay at the 8-6 and six mark. You're still alive for the division as well. Um, but this game losing to the Browns this weekend, that would be a critical loss for playoff seeding. I'm leaning uh, towards the Browns due to Case Keenum being active. Uh, no C.J. Stroud. So obviously, uh, that would be a big loss for this team, for this uh you know, player going forward. Sucks for C.J. Stroud. Great season he's having. Um, big loss, though, for them. Other news. Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler has not had a great season by his standards. Arguably, to me, has been a top five back, you know, the past few seasons. He has been really, really good. But this year, it just has not been um, his year, and he said he's still aiming to prove himself. Uh, he said, and I quote, I'm a free agent after this year, and so I'm still painting 
my resume. So he's got three games left. Again, to me, he's been a great back since 2021. He's scored more touchdowns than any other running back and has also had the most receptions of any running back in that same span at 354. So very good. Um, you know, he's entering the final year of his four-year contract. They even negotiated a few things this year, but uh, didn't come to anything long-term. And he struggled this year. 3.6 yards per carry, that ranks 39th in the NFL. Not good. Just 40 receptions through 11 games after setting a franchise record of 107. Uh, last year, he's not getting the ball as much. Yes, he did miss a few games uh, due to injury. Uh, this year, as he says, he has to walk sideways down the stairs every morning. That's not something that I like to hear about this. But he said he's just proving to himself he can still play at a high level. Now, if I'm the Chargers... Um, I don't re-sign Austin Eckler. If he had a good year, and I hate to do this because I've loved Austin Eckler as a player, is you know, just through different interviews I see with him and outlet news that I read, he's a great guy. So is a if I was a Chargers new head coach coming in or general manager, I wouldn't re-sign him. Uh, does that pay me a little bit because he's a great guy? Yeah, it does, but he is dealing with injuries. This is a bad year, and you can get... Running back market in the draft. You just can. You can trade for a running back like San Francisco did, trade for an elite one, or you can draft one. We see the Lions at work with Jameer Gibbs, um, you know, in a first round. You can get a great talent. Uh, you can develop someone like Isaiah Pacheco with the Chiefs, seventh round running back. So you can get running backs at a cheaper price. Uh, and to me, that's just the route I go. Uh, I would pay the great running backs like Derrick Henry in his prime, uh, Christian McCaffrey, um, obviously. But Austin Eckler right now isn't in that conversation with those guys. I think Jameer Gibbs is a better running back than uh, Austin Eckler right now. And, of course, I'm wearing my Lions shirt, nice and proud, but that's just the truth. That's just the guy that he is. So got to got to stay faithful with that one. So I would not resign Austin Eckler, you think of the money that Justin Herbert's acquiring. You're playing Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, you can't pay everybody. Uh, if I'm the new general manager, head coach, Austin Eckler, I'm sorry, you're not re-signing. I like the Keenan Allen and um, duo with Justin Herbert. That's something I want to build on, incorporate another wide receiver named not Quinton Johnston. Uh, but you'd have to go, buddy. Uh, I'm sorry. Then in other Charger news, uh, I have to talk about that since I did see a story on that that, of course, broke my heart. If you know me, you've been listening to me, huge Michigan fan. And of course, since Michigan's done good, what you have to do, uh, since they've been good again, you have to follow the coaching carousel rumors. So what is the rumor today? Well, it's been reported that the Chargers are interested in Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. Don't like hearing that. Don't like hearing that. Of course, they're going to have interest. They're eyeing him as the next head coach. Uh, and of course, you know, in years past, to me, there wasn't, you know, there were teams, but there wasn't like, oh, Jim Harbaugh should really uh, go there. Why? Because Broncos last year was Russell Wilson. Is he really the guy? Sean Payton has done a tremendous job, but Russell Wilson, I don't think, is the guy from the future. Um, you look at Minnesota uh, a few years ago, 
Kirk Cousins was not the guy of his team, just an average team. But the Chargers, to me, feels different because they have Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert is one of the great, talented, young quarterbacks. So for Jim Harbaugh to have a Justin Herbert, that's very dangerous for the NFL. Uh, And Jim Harbaugh, being a huge Jim Harbaugh fan, loving my Michigan Wolverines, it's tough because he sets a great culture of physicality. So I believe if they were to get Jim Harbaugh, I believe they would move off of Austin Eckler because they would have their quarterback in Justin Herbert. They have a decent offensive line. They would continue to make that a strength. And they would find a running back that would fit his style and mold. And then he would get the defense into shape. Of course, I believe some of my Michigan assistants and uh, personnel would get purged as well with Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. Would I be a Chargers Fan, yes, the Lions would still be number one, but I would probably root for the Chargers as much as I root for anybody in the NFL. Um, because of what Jim Harbaugh has turned around there at Michigan, hopefully Sharon Moore wouldn't leave. Uh, but I feel like this one has the most realistic chance of them all. Uh, because, like I said, uh, Justin Herbert being the quarterback that he is, the Chargers being this up-and-coming team with a lot of good pieces, good talent, I could see Jim Harbaugh going there. Um, and the fact that there has been uh, contract tables on the offer for Jim Harbaugh and he's yet to sign them for Michigan to make him one of the highest paid coaches in college football. Um, again, with the caveat of stop pursuing these jobs. So to me, this could be it for Jim, especially if they win the championship. I think it's guaranteed uh, he would go on. Uh, but I don't like this because, you know, t- talking about Michigan, and Jim Harbaugh for a second, just to side off before I finish up with the Chargers, is, you know, they're taking a new approach to the Rose Bowl. Um, you know, not ramping up too early. You have two previous losses uh, to learn from, as Jim and Harbaugh said, and many people know, Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So you can't practice and do everything the same way two years and expect to win this year. You have to change it up, taking a different approach to this game. This is the best Michigan team. I've ever seen. Um, so it would be fitting for them to win. Uh, and I believe they have so many right places there. And there's still been no decision of J.J. McCarthy going to the draft or some of the other players like Donovan Edwards. So I still think they could have a good team uh, next year. So it would pay me to lose Jim Harbaugh. But the Chargers, to me, make sense out of all the teams. Vikings didn't make sense. Broncos didn't make a ton of sense. Chargers make sense. Uh, to me, the two teams I said, Chargers and Bills. Makes sense. Commanders, I think of commanders getting interested. You kind of turn that away. It's it's a mess. Sam Howell's not the guy. There's a lot to fix on that team. Uh, Chargers, you can kind of come in here. They just went to the playoffs last year uh, with this team. To me, Jim Harbaugh would get this team to the playoffs in one year. And with Justin Herbert, as I've been saying, he's as talented as a Josh Allen and a uh, Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen's taking his talents to another level, I think, this year. But they could win the division next year. And that's crazy enough to say with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. But Jim Harbaugh is the head coach. I could see them winning the division and doing some damage. That would be his best chance. If his goal, like he said, his ultimate thing is to win a Super Bowl, the Los Angeles Chargers, that would be the best shot. That would be no shot. I hate to see it. Don't want to see it. But to me, I'm bracing for it and expecting for it so that I'm not disappointed uh, by the time it happens, and hopefully I get a national championship uh, out of this special run with Michigan. So we'll see about the Chargers, lots of Chargers news. Uh, also want to speak on college football in Florida State. 
So Florida State, of course, is still upset about their college football playoff snub, not getting into the four-person dance. So Florida State is discussing its future in the ACC. So there's been talks for years now about Florida State potentially moving conferences and leaving the ACC. And wouldn't this just be the last straw of, you know, we're an undefeated team, but in the ACC, we don't get the respect we deserve, and we didn't get into the playoff. Again, they're weighing their options. Um, it's not near term, not imminent, but again, it is something they have been uh, voicing. They have been the biggest one uh, upset about the revenue gap between the ACC and other conferences, and to me, Florida State's the biggest drop. If you look at historical programs in the ACC, you have the recency of Clemson, but historically, Florida State's been the program in the ACC. They have been uh, the forefront of the ACC. And even this Clemson spell, they had the Jameis Winston, and they had a good uh, team. So Florida State's been the premier ACC school. So if they were to leave to the SEC, I don't even know if you consider the ACC a Power 5 at this point for football. I'm sorry, but could you would one of those teams really get a top 5 spot in the 12-team playoff because they're of the ACC when there's no Florida State there. It just doesn't make sense to me. So, yeah, it'd be a huge loss for the ACC. I could see them doing it, and I could see them saying, hey, uh, with our talent and the way we recruit, which is very well, we could keep pace with SEC teams or another conference that we go to. So I don't think it's out of a realm of possibility that Florida State does leave the ACC. Again, it's not near term. Um, I think there's some things that I think right now are – they're still ironing out with the 12-team playoff. It looks like, to me, conferences with schedules are set, so it can't be this year. But I could see Florida State definitely leaving uh, the ACC um, in the future. Now, lastly, I want to talk about the playoffs, NFL playoffs. So tomorrow is going to be the last podcast that I do. Um, until the uh, January 8th, I will be out two weeks. I will be going to the Rose Bowl, uh, watching Michigan play Alabama. I will be there, uh, you know, traveling next week. Or, yep, next week, uh, crazy enough. And then next week got back doing some uh, things, running around. So January 8th will be my next podcast probably, and that will be... Uh, National Championship uh, Day, crazy enough. Um, so tomorrow will be a show talking about picks in Week 16 and, you know, college football, obviously Rose Bowl, you know, dissect those really good. But I just want to give my thought after looking at the schedule, how I think the playoffs are going to finish. And I'm curious to see how they will be compared to how they finish uh, January 8th. Of course, January 7th, the last game of the season. How compared to how I think they'll end uh, looking at team schedules and everybody today. So, uh, you know, I'm going to start with the AFC. So AFC, if you take a look at my preseason predictions, uh, the one team that threw me for a loop is the Bengals because of a Joe Burrow injury. Uh, that was a big one that changed midway through the season. Uh, Jets one was early, but I switched that to the Bills. Uh, so really, the, the and I said the Jets were going to make the playoffs, so... The Bengals was the biggest uh, flip that I said changed, and I said the Ravens would win the division. 
after that game, which the Ravens won and Joe Burrow got injured. So my AFC playoff finishers, how I think it's going to finish out. I think number one goes to the Baltimore Ravens. Why? Uh, they're the best team in the AFC. Best running game. Lamar Jackson playing like an MVP. And they can still afford to lose one more game. Uh, it's a difficult stretch. They play the Niners, Dolphins, Steelers. Uh, Steelers are reeling. They already lost to them. I think they can beat them, even though it's been historically tough. Uh, so to me, I think if they win one of their next two games, then it puts a lot of emphasis on the Steelers game, and I don't think they fool around. And I think they'll get one of these next two. I think the Dolphins, very beatable in Baltimore. Uh, that game is, and even against San Francisco, Lamar is 20-1 against NFC teams. Uh, this, to me, will be Brock Purdy's toughest face uh, uh, competition. Um, so I expect Baltimore. I could see Baltimore winning this game Monday night. Uh, that might be one of my picks I make uh, tomorrow. Uh, might be one I lean. Uh, but Baltimore, I think, is going to secure that one seed. The two th- seed, by default, is the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think they lose out. Uh, easy schedule. Uh, Raiders, uh, Bengals, and uh, Chargers. Bengals, toughest one on there as they're probably fighting for a playoff spot. That'll be the toughest one. But the other two, very easy. And they have a tie break over the Jags and Dolphins. Bills as the only one. Uh, but the Bills at six, I don't expect the Chiefs to again to lose another game. Only way Bills could sneak in is if the uh, Chiefs lose one more game. Number three, Jacksonville Jaguars. So to me, this is where it gets key. I don't think the Jags lose rest of the year. Uh, to me, toughest game up ahead this uh, Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Battle for Florida, but they're on a three-game losing streak. I think they bounce back, and after that, it's easy. It's Panthers and Titans. So I think they get the three. Why? They have a tie break with the Bills. Yes, I'm saying I picked the Bills to win this division, and I'm sticking to it. Never faltered. Bills are winning this division, uh, number four, and I believe the Dolphins are five. So let me tell you this. Uh, they, Bills just won their two toughest games of the season. They beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. They beat the Cowboys. So who do they have coming up? They have Easton Stick and the Chargers in SoFi. Should be a home game for the Bills. They'll win that. Then they play the Patriots and Buffalo. I think they exact revenge and get the win there, which sets up the division showdown in Miami last game of the season, whereas Miami, conversely, has a tough road. They play the Cowboys this week. Then they play the Ravens. So if they lose one or two of those games, the last game is for the division. I don't see them winning the next two and clinching the AFC East. I don't. So that last game will come down to the division. And I believe the way Buffalo is playing, the way they are built, the way I saw them slaughter Miami earlier in the season, could be the same story. I like Buffalo to win the division and get the four. Miami, which means we'll get the five. And that would set a rematch two weeks in a row. Buffalo, Miami, in Buffalo this time in the snow. Last year, two didn't play. I mean, this just brilliant. I mean... That, that's the type of fan, that's the type of matchup we want to see. So you have that six, I believe, goes to the Cleveland Browns. Why? Uh, favorable schedule. Now that we know C.J. Stroud's not likely to play against the Texans, that helps him. Then they play the Jets. They'll win that. Then they play the Bengals. Tough. So they at least finish with ten wins with that Jets. I believe they beat the Texans this week, and that's eleven. Even if they lose the last one, I believe that's enough to get into the playoffs and get in. So the seventh spot, that's where it gets rough. So to me, you really have three teams vying for that last playoff spot. You have the Bengals, you have the Colts, and you have the Texans again. 
going for it. So Bengals schedule, they play the Steelers this weekend, the Chiefs, then the Browns. Uh, I could see the Steelers as a possible upset. That one could be close. I see them losing to the Chiefs for sure. Uh, you have the Texans, which again, I think will be losing this week. Um, you have the Colts, easy schedule. They play the Falcons this week. After Raiders and then the Texans to finish up the year, which could be for that. And with the Colts already owning all the tiebreakers, if they finish with the same record, uh, my bad. If it if everybody finishes with the same record, it goes to the Bengals. Uh, but like I said, I think the Bengals lose into the Chiefs. Don't know if the Colts lose another one. I think the Colts sneak in uh, to the seventh spot. So that's how I see it. I believe the Bengals just miss the playoffs. And same with the Texans. So I, that's what I have. I have Ravens 1, Chiefs 2, Jaguars 3. Bills 4, Dolphins 5, Browns 6, and Colts 7. And those, to me, are just some great matchups. Uh, Chiefs-Colts might be the only lopsided one where it's a heavy Chiefs favorite. You have Jags-Browns. To me, that's possible upset alert for the Browns. I, To me, I would not be surprised if the Browns uh, win that game. Then the Bills-Dolphins, Bills winning that. So you have potentially, in the second round, you have ravens bills or Chiefs-Bills, or chiefs I mean, you have all these great, or you have Browns-Ravens divisional game again. You just have all these great possibilities in the playoffs. I mean, AFC, even though with the detriment of the starting quarterbacks and how many backups we've seen, that would still be fun playoffs than NFC. San Francisco, I think, is a lock. I don't see them losing the next two. Even if I'm leaning Baltimore for this game, Commanders and Rams to finish the season, I believe they find a way to win both those. Um, and I believe 49ers get the one. I just do. I believe they're the best team in the NFC. Number two, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, if Eagles and Cowboys were to win out somehow, Eagles get it off of some funky common game record. Uh, so good for them, even though Cowboys better uh, team. Eagles get it. Again, if it was a CFP committee, uh, Cowboys would be over the Eagles. So I believe Eagles get the two. They don't lose a game rest of their easy two Giants and the Cardinals. Lions, I believe, get the three. Uh, even if they were to tie uh, with the Eagles, conference uh, strength of the conference and all that goes to the Eagles. And I believe the Lions might lose to the Cowboys. So Lions get the three. Tampa Bay gets the four. I believe they win the division. They have the best quarterback in the division, Baker Mayfield. Uh, New Orleans, tough game against the Rams this weekend, even though the Bucks have a tough one. Uh, I think the Bucks finish out strong. Cowboys obviously get the five spot, best team uh, to not win their division. And I believe Rams get six. Uh, they are peaking really good right now. Uh, they, I believe, will beat the uh, Saints coming up. And then after that, they have a date with the Giants, again, which I think they'll win. So then they have the Rams at the end of the year. Even if they lose that, I think they'll be in at the sixth spot. And that's where I have them. And then seven, I have the Seattle Seahawks. So you're thinking, wait, what? What happened to the Vikings? The Vikings play the Lions two of their final three games, and they also play the Packers uh, fighting for a playoff spot. I could see the Vikings going one and two or 0 oh and three in the stretch. I don't think they beat the Lions. I really don't. Uh, I believe they miss out because of the tough schedule they have to finish. Whereas Seattle has an easier schedule. They could probably pass the Rams two if they went out and the Rams lose one. Uh, Seahawks play the Titans. Steelers, Cardinals. So that would be uh, very interesting. So to me, you could have the Rams-Seahawks flip depending on how you think they end. But those are the final two spots that I have. So again, you have great playoff matchups. Uh, if it's 
the 49ers with their bye. Let's say, you know, Eagles get the two. They play the Seahawks. That would be a great matchup. We just saw the Monday night matchup. Of course, Geno Smith would be back. This team would be healthier. That would be a great matchup, Eagles and Seahawks. Let's say it's the Rams. I'd probably pick the Rams 100% to beat the Eagles. I know Eagles won earlier in the year. Close game. Rams would probably get the win here is a lower seed, which would just be crazy. Um, that'd be a great matchup. Then you have either the Lions-Rams, again, Jared Goff versus Matthew Stafford, two former teams. That, again, great playoff matchup. Or if it's Seahawks-Lions, to me it's a rivalry because these two teams have played a lot. Seahawks have gotten some wins, and it's been great games. And then you have the Bucks cowboys another rivalry. It seems like we've seen this one quite a bit lately, this time a new iteration of the Bucks and Baker Mayfield. Again, just great playoff matchups. I am looking forward to these playoffs. I think they're going to be great. So that's how I think AFC, NFC wound up. Maybe seeding's a little different, but those are the seven teams I'm really the most confident in seeing represent both the AFC and NFC in these playoffs. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see if I'm right when I come back. But again, tomorrow will be my last show of the year. Uh, looking forward to doing that one, diving into Week 16, Rose Bowl, college football, all that, anything else that pops up. Looking forward to talking about that with you all. This has been Unbothered. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye, everybody.